the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. Our text is taken from 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. What happens? What happened after Easter? When Jesus rose from the dead, he spent 40 days with his disciples. And at the end of that 40 days, he ascended to heaven, leaving the church, leaving his disciples, the great commission and the great commandment to preach the gospel, to make disciples of all nations. Nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. When he ascended to heaven 10 days later, on the day of Pentecost, he sent the Holy Spirit to empower his disciples, to fill them with his Spirit so that they can carry out this commission, this mission that he has given them. Uh, Of all the supernatural manifestations that the Holy Spirit has endowed the followers of Jesus on the day of Pentecost, one empowerment that stood out when they received the Holy Spirit is that for the first time, as we read in the Gospels, the disciples had clarity of the message. They had clarity. In fact, the apostle Simon Peter was impacted so much when the Holy Spirit came in. I mean, with all the the supernatural manifestations that were going around them, Peter preached one sermon. And that one sermon converted 3,000 of the most stiff-necked audience you'll ever encounter. There was clarity. Whereas just a few days before the Spirit came, the disciples were hiding, fearing that they would be uh, persecuted just like their Savior or their Lord was persecuted. Then the Holy Spirit came and gave them the power that they needed. And at that moment the message became very clear. The message of the cross of Jesus became very, very clear to them. And it became the cornerstone of what they did for the rest of their lives. The title of the message is A Simple Message in a Sophisticated World. That same message that the disciples preach those many years ago is the same message of the cross that we carry today and preach today. Nothing has changed. There is no new gospel. There is no new kingdom of God to be presented. There is no new message of the cross. It is the simple message of Jesus as he came into this world to live the sinless life that none of us can live. He died. He was buried. He rose again. He ascended to heaven. He's now seated in the thro- on the throne of power. And he has sent the Holy Spirit so we can continue on and preach that simple message. 
Let's never forget that because that's what drove the disciples and given their lives. They paid with their blood in order to advance that simple message. Let's read our text together. Even the Apostle Paul, as he wrote this, you can see how he was impacted by the simple message of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. We live in a highly advanced, advancing technological world. We're getting more sophisticated in our knowledge of, 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 of things, and we're technologically wise. We've been advancing at such a rapid pace. And this technological advancement is supposed to make life simpler. It's supposed to make our world a much simpler place to live. Uh, I mean, we were all affected by these technological advances, you know. I'm, I'm kind of behind. I'm not a very technical person. But I'm beginning to catch on, you know. I don't look at a map anymore. I have a map on my, my cell phone, and I use that. All I need to do if I want to learn something, I want to find out some, some place to go and all of that, I just type the name of the place, the address, and it pops up right in front of me. Sometimes it even reads my mind. I will type something and it just finishes the word. To us, technology is supposed to make life simpler. All we have to do is push a button, click an icon, or type a few letters. But the inner workings behind that simple click is mind-boggling. And only the most skilled and technologically educated engineer can really fully grasp how sophisticated the programming that goes into that one click. The gospel message or the message of the cross of Christ is just like that. It's a very simple statement of God's redemptive plan for mankind. But the power behind it is so awesome because it's superintended by the Holy Spirit. It's so awesome and magnificent that, that it's beyond human comprehension how that message can transform a life can change us from the very core of who we are. The simple message that when received by faith can transform a person. And I trust that everybody in this room has had an encounter with that simple message. And although it's simple in its, in its expression, it's profound in its impact in our life. The gospel message, the message of the cross is simple. 
John 3.16, everybody knows it. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. It's a simple sentence. There's nothing complicated about it. But in that one sentence, we talked about love, death, faith, hell, and heaven. That's in one verse, John 3.16. Did you know that? Did you know that in that one sentence alone, that one verse alone, the message spoke about love, for God so loved. It spoke about death, the death of Jesus and our own death. It speaks about believing. It speaks about faith. It talks about hell as a place where we will perish if we do not believe. And of course, it talks about heaven, the place we go to attain that everlasting life. Paul said in Romans, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God to save. Simple statement. I always wonder, why would people be ashamed of the gospel? You ever wonder why many people are kind of ambivalent at best when they start hearing the message of the cross of Jesus? Why would anybody be offended or be confused by such a simple statement? I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God to save. Now, people reject this message for many reasons. But one of the biggest reasons why people reject the message of the gospel is because it's just not sophisticated enough. It's too simplistic. It's it's not it doesn't make any sense for something to be so simple to and to be powerful at the same time. But the gospel is exactly what it is. It's a simple statement, but the power behind it is what counts. Now, this is the picture that the, the Apostle Paul was painting when he conveyed to the Corinthians uh, his concerns about what's going on in their Christian life. He's saying to them, and he's saying to us today, the message of the gospel, the message of the cross is absolutely simple. But get ready, it will defy human logic. It will defy human wisdom because it carries with it the power of God. Now, Corinthians, Corinth was a city just like the city we live in. Nothing much has changed. Uh, Corinth is the center of um, all kinds of culture, all kinds of languages, all kinds of philosophies, all kinds of ideas, all kinds of religions. There's so much diversity in every area of life. And of course, there's all kinds of different spirituality that exists in that city. And the church at Corinth was falling into all kinds of influences that are contrary to the simple message of the gospel of the cross of Jesus. The Christians at Corinth at that time, were struggling to stand on their faith, let alone defend their ground as Christians. Because they're being bombarded with so much sophisticated ideas, so much, so much philosophy, so much advanced type of, of understanding that they were struggling to compete in that marketplace with a message of the gospel. The most alarming thing about what's happening in Corinth was they were also losing sight of the simplicity of the message of the cross because of the sophistication of the world that they live in around that time. They struggled to focus on the simplicity of the cross. And the incident that, uh, that really brought about 
Paul writing this letter uh, was because they were having divisions among them in the Christian church at Corinth. They started listening to messengers around them, to the, to the ideas and the philosophies around them, and they started evaluating the preachers at the church, you know? They started comparing how great the disciples were compared to the philosophers of their day. In fact, they said, we like Apollos. Now, Apollos was one of the preachers at that time. We like Apollos because he is so eloquent, he can argue with the Romans. And, and then some of the other Christians, no, 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 Apollos may be good, but we like Paul better because Paul can duke it out with the Greeks and the Gentiles. He's good. And then the other ones are saying, no, 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 it's, it's all about Peter. Peter can bridge our own people. He's good with the Jews. They started evaluating the messengers in light of what they're hearing around them. And what Paul was saying to them is, no, 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 no. You're missing the point here. You're being influenced so much by the social and cultural and political factors around you that you're losing sight of the fact that there is only one gospel and that simple message will transform anybody regardless of who they are. He's saying to them, don't look at how sophisticated the arguments of your culture was presenting to you. Look at the simplicity of the message of the cross. The simplicity of this message is a big stumbling block for many in those days, and it's still a stumbling block to many people today. You try to tell someone, hey, God loves you. He has a plan for your life, and he showed this love for you by sending his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to pay for your sins so that when you die, you will go to heaven. Try to present that to people nowadays, and you will be met not only with skepticism, but you will be met with mockery. That is just too simple. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just not logical enough. It's not sophisticated enough. It can't be that simple. Listen, the message of the cross, yes, it is simple, but unless you and I receive it by faith, it wouldn't have any value to you or to anybody else. And the sad thing is, the believers at Corinth and even believers today, even people today, still to, still to this day, don't believe that the message could be that simple. Well, it's not that they don't believe the message. They just can't accept that it is a simple message. So Paul writes these words to convince them about not only the simplicity of the, me the message, but also the power that goes behind it. And I would like to lay down these four things for you this morning. Paul wanted, it, wanted the Corinthian church to apprehend these four things, okay? And I want us today to do the same thing. Apprehend it. Okay, when I say apprehend, I mean catch it. You know, catch it. Like apprehending a, a criminal. You know, you put it in jail. In this case, you apprehend these four things by catching them and putting them in your heart. I don't, I, I don't expect that everybody will understand or comprehend every single one of these things. But neither does God. There's a lot of things in the Bible that God calls us to apprehend in our hearts, hide it in our hearts, not necessarily to comprehend. We will never comprehend everything this side of heaven, 
When we get to heaven, ask God any questions and He'll answer it, okay? But for today, we apprehend these things. Four things. Number one, about the simple message of the gospel. Number one, this message of the cross can only be spiritually discerned by those who put their faith in Jesus. This gospel message, this message of the cross is only, only access or only discerned spiritually. Look at verse 18 again. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Only those who receive Jesus' word by faith can truly comprehend the power of the cross and be transformed. We are in Christ once we come to faith in Christ in the gospel. Once we apprehend that truth, the Holy Spirit then comes in and indwells us. His work, one of the many works of the Holy Spirit in our lives, is to clarify the message of the gospel in our hearts so that our belief, our faith will be strengthened. The work of the Spirit is to show us the power of the gospel to transform our life. We see the change as we continue to walk with Him. When we put our faith in Jesus, we continue to walk in the Spirit. And as we do, we get clarity, more and more clarity about what that message is. I know people who will question the gospel without even hearing what it's about. Those are people who will simply reject and not accept this message by faith. I always get comments like, well, no, Jesus is a good teacher. He, you know, he's, he's not special. He's just one of those religious teachers that came about uh, years and years ago. You know, many will say, well, he's just a prophet. Some say he's a great martyr. He was just a man. And, um, and I will tell people about the cross and why Jesus had to die. And it, and it becomes an intellectual struggle, a stumbling block to a lot of people. doesn't make any sense to them. You know, why, why, why Jesus? Why Jesus in the first place? Why did he come the way he did? Why did he preach what he preached? And why in that part of the world? In fact, I got people ask me all the time, why didn't Jesus come as Asian? You know, that's a legitimate question. Why didn't he come as Mexican, although his name is Jesus? No, you know, maybe you laugh at it, cringe at it, but it's a stumbling block to a lot of people. Why that? Why him? Why this way? It just doesn't make any sense. Why didn't God make it more simple than that? Why doesn't he just save everybody and send everybody to heaven? That would be a lot simpler. And please don't be asking that question in your mind. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you these things. But please, don't be like the pagan who always asks these types of questions. They're silly. But what's the stumbling block? The struggle is this is just so illogical. You know, there's better ways to come and save the world. And if you have that skepticism and you know people that has that skepticism because it just doesn't make any logical sense to them, you know what? They are right. They have the right to stumble on this truth. It is sometimes very difficult you know, to make sense out of. But here's what I want you to know. It doesn't matter whether it makes sense to you and I. God did it this way because it makes sense to Him. And as long as it makes sense to God, you can pull your hair out and say, why would you do it this way? And God will say, I am sovereign. I did it this way. 
And that's where you put your faith in. Amen? Why are we struggling with this? Because we have a crisis of faith. We want, we want more sophistication in the answer. We're too smart for the message of the cross. We're just too smart. Here's what Scripture says. 1 Corinthians 2.14 the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Holy Spirit. So you put your faith in Jesus, you'll begin to discern this. You'll begin to discern that this is the message, that this is true. This is not your work. This is not the preacher's work. I'm not convincing anybody this morning. I'm just preaching, okay? Don't give me too much credit. I'm smart in some things. I'm dumb in some others, just like everybody else. But this thing is beyond, beyond every single one of us. When we put our faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit indwells us, and that's when the discerning begins to happen. All right? That's very important to understand. We, we, we exclude the work of the Spirit sometimes too profoundly in our lives. We think that, hey, you know, there's an explanation to everything. Until I'm satisfied that this is being answered in my head, you know, I'm going to try to do and figure things out my own way. And I always use this illustration. It's like saying, I'm not going to go to Walmart unless I'm guaranteed every light at the intersection is green. You'll never get there. You'll never get there. Because this is the work of the Spirit of God inside each and every one of us. Once you come to Jesus, then receive His Word. The Spirit comes. Did you do this by faith? The Spirit of God indwells you and I. And that's when we begin to discern the reality of this. Okay? That's why coming to faith in Jesus is very important. That's the work of the Spirit too. You know, He brings conviction. Alright? You know how you know your faith is tested? You just dispense of the question. You know, I'm tired, God, of ans asking these questions. I'll take you at your word. You know, isn't that faith? How many of you this morning have, have taken God at His word? If you have, you have faith. Because I don't understand why God did, did what he did. I don't even understand all of the things that the scripture says. But God said it. I believe it. And that's settled. That's it. That's what faith is all about. But thank God, 50 days after Jesus left this. I mean, in 50 days after the resurrection, the Holy Spirit came. And he did not leave the disciples as orphans. He guided them by his power. Secondly. The message of the cross is so simple, expect it to be systematically denied by the world. Just expect that. The message is so simple, expect the world to systematically deny it. The Corinthian Christians are struggling, were struggling with reconciling their faith with their culture around them. They want to be Christians, but they also want to belong to the world and its system. They were doing the same activities as their pagan counterparts. They are engaging in the same lifestyles as their worldly counterparts in direct opposition with the way they should live because they have crossed over from death to life, from darkness to light. And yet they were struggling so much because of the things that are confronting them in their, in their world at the time. 
You know, they were, they were struggling to balance things between living for the world and living under the gospel. That was their struggle then, and many Christians today have the same struggle. And I'm here just to tell you, as a, as a preacher, do not expect to blend the system of the world with the gospel. It will never work. There is no fellowship between darkness and light. There's no fellowship between death and life. We need to come to grips with the fact that when you call on the name of Jesus, when you follow the message of the cross, this you will encounter a systematic denial by your friends, even your families, even your workplace. And sometimes we get bogged down with that and we try to present a gospel that is palatable to people. Amen? I mean, we do that because it's, it's kind of hard. Imagine yourself, you're living at the, in Corinth at the time. And you were trying to share the gospel with a, with a Roman soldier. You go to the Roman soldier and say, you know, if you want to go to heaven when you die, all you need to do is to put your faith in Jesus. He died for you. When you accept him by faith, you will have eternal life. And when you die, you'll go to heaven. You know what that Roman soldier would say? Oh, you mean to tell me you want me to put my faith on the guy we crucified about 20 years ago? I was there, man. We knew about your Jesus. We know all about him. I saw him die on that cross. No, thank you. I have a better way of attaining eternal life. That's what we get from the world today. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, Your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.